Foresight Wrestling Podcast on the one and only 411 Podcast Network. Steve, I have one question for you. Yeah, what's that? Are you ready for some football? Oh, my land. Um, you know, I was actually talking to my daughter about that uh, yesterday. The Bucks really did a number on me this year. Like, I had a hard time watching any Brewers games. Uh, I'm, I, I don't know if I can handle a Packers heartbreaking season, so... Yeah, that's tough, especially how the Brewers are doing right now. Oh, man. It's but it's painful. funny they're playing the Cubs and then Packers are playing the Bears with the little Chicago thing going on. Well, you know what we say up here in Wisconsin, yeah? Go Packers and the Bears. <laughs> well, that was my clever segue into Chicago because Chicago. there was a little pay-per-view on Saturday night. No, was there a pay-per-view? Was, was Ditka involved, eh? Did, did you bring the Brats? No, there was a certain All Elite Wrestling. Yes, yes, there was. There was something called All Out. Yep, I, uh, I, you know, I hemmed and hawed over it all week long after we were talking, and uh, I buckled down and I bought it. I had to, man. I was, you know, you you put the bug in my ear that something big was gonna happen. So <laughs> me, yeah, you you said it was gonna be a big thing, and I was like, you know, he's I, right. I, He's right. They're in Chicago. And I have no bug, and I have nothing. So I saw the, uh, what, what was it called? The all-out. The buy-in? The buy-in, that's yeah. it. Yeah. I saw the buy-in. What a way to kick it off, really. I mean, there was more action than yapping, really. Yeah. Um, based on uh, previous reports, they not necessarily used the pre-show very good the past few times, but I can say uh, this time it seemed to do pretty well. So it started out with the... Uh, 21. 21. Now, I don't, I'm not a big fan of this casino style. Like, I get the point. You want to do something different, but I'm not a big fan of like multiple wrestlers coming out at time because you don't showcase anybody. Yeah, there's no buzz. There's no immediate reaction when you see someone. Right. And it was really hard to keep track of who was who because they're all kind of jumbled up. Like, there was in the first group that came out, there was three different women that, like, they're calling out their names, and then they go and run. I was like, wait, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Oh, well, they got eliminated, yeah, so it doesn't matter. Justin Roberts announcing? Yeah, which I'm happy. Poor he, guy. He's trying to get all these names He's doing his out. best, man. <laughs> I mean, they, they don't give him an easy spot to work, and I love that guy. I thought he did awesome with WWE. I thought he was just a, you know, he put a lot of emotion into his announcing, so I'm really glad he's in a promotion like this. But that poor guy, man, they do not give him an easy spot to work with. Yeah, just looking at it, you know, the clubs was first, and Nyla Rose eliminated. I think it was like first four, oh, yeah, four she five is or six, seven beast. people. I was really happy to see uh, her in, the, in that spot. Yeah, I liked how, um, you know, she started it, built her up as a monster to last through the whole thing. Right. And then right at the end when you thought, oh, well, you know, it's going to be Mercedes Martinez or Britt right. Baker. It's like, no. No, Britt, Britt took it out, man. She was done relatively early into her coming out. Like, Yeah, that's a little bit of a surprise. But if uh, the company wanted to get behind someone, you know, somewhat new and Nyla Rose is their person, then that's their person. Yeah, I called this, uh, I think, a double or nothing. I said that she was going to be something special, and sure enough, here we are. So without jumping ahead too much, is she going to be the first women's champion in AEW? <sighs> that's that's hard. To, it's her and, well, I mean, I guess we can, well, that'll be jumping ahead. But um, it, it feels like that's where they're going. It definitely seems like that'd be 
the way that they are going because, I mean, you look at her competition, which we'll get to later. Um, it just, but then again, you know, who knows? This is a brand new thing and they're trying out anything. So, yeah, I'm going to butcher the name, but is it Rio? Rio? I think it's Rio. Is okay. How you yeah. It. I would go with Nyla Rose just more because, you know, they built her up through this, you right. know, and then to go and lose. Right. So, but I mean, you know, without jumping ahead too far, Rio put on a fantastic match too. So that was. So quick yeah. notes on the Battle Royal. Um, good use, as always, with Brandy and Awesome Kong. People yep. always worried she's going to win the title. She's not. She's right, in right. the Corbin spot where it's just to get everyone riled up, and right. then she'll lose. Um, Tennille from uh, Impact. That was awesome. She signed with AEW, I believe. Tennille did? Yeah. I think she's on a Impact deal through Bound for Glory, but then— Was that it? Yeah, the way Britt Baker was talking, though, yeah. was pretty much like, she'll work with them right and then we'll see in october so okay i thought that uh i thought it came out that she signed with all leap but maybe it was impact that i read yeah she's working with impact through bound for glory and of course impact touted it as a you know signing and deal and all this right you know with them and their announcement and signings and deals it's not always you know when 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 impact announces (laughs) something you're like Okay. But yeah, right. Britt Baker before I think did an interview or something where she made a you know like you said let the beans or spilled the beans out a little bit on let the what cat out. There you go. That's what I'm trying to get at. What she where was is trying that cat? to. Uh, <laughs> so that was a little interesting. Again, RVD showed up at Raw reunion. So yeah, right. Impacts you know not getting anything out of these deals that we. They're know probably of. getting money. <laughs> they're probably like yeah you can use them just give us like you know a buck or two. Well, based on the latest report, they're not using that money for the talents. So. Oh man. Yeah, so my other... Again? <laughs> Didn't we just go through this like a year ago where they were scrounging for cash and Billy Corgan had to bail them out? And... <laughs> that was like three years ago. Oh, is that three years ago? And then he went and was like, screw this, got his millions back and went to NWA. It happens so often with Impact. You know, you kind of lose track which financial crisis we're in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my other note, which will come off negative, but of I course. did think they... Missed a lot of like production spots, like even when all like five came out. Yeah, Mercedes Martinez at the end came out, and they like didn't even have the camera on her until she was coming out. Yeah, yeah. They're... Some eliminations were missed. Again, if this sounds negative, whatever. But with TNT now a month away, right. they you know got to start cleaning this up. I will definitely agree with that. There are some production issues. I, I I attribute it to being a brand new startup, and you know they're they haven't got their communication down or whatever. I mean, WWE's been doing it for 50 years, so they're, they've got it pretty much down pat. But, yeah, they need, there was definitely a few camera spots that were missed, uh, people coming out, certain things here and there, even, like, uh, some microphone issues. You know, we couldn't hear who he was announcing. And then, like we were saying uh, earlier, you know, when a whole bunch of people come out, I'm a brand-new person to this particular promotion. So, like, Big Swole, no idea who she was until she got in the ring. And, man, that girl could Is that go. Cedric's wife? I do not know. I want to say it is. It could be. I know that she she posted something that eight months before this she had a battle with Crohn's disease and she really you know put the work in and really worked herself to get ready for to be on this pay per view and she really showed herself. She's she's got talent. She had a little bit of a spot. Um, so I didn't get to see all of what she can offer, but she definitely scratched the surface where I would love to see more of her in in the women's division. Yeah, there were a lot of talented women on here now obviously all of them aren't signed or anything i mean odb came out of you know, odb <laughs> that showed was, wow I, and of I course she gets the crowd behind her so long yeah, yeah. It, it has seemed like while well, i was a little surprised uh scarlet scarlet bordeaux yep. was not there but you know we found out what she was doing a few days later yep. so maybe that had something to do with it 
Um, like you, um, it just feels like they're kind of like reinventing the wheel a little bit. Like, don't yeah. fix what isn't broken. Right, Bring right. Bring them out one at a time or just don't do it. I yeah. mean, five people coming out, it's like, hey, there's so-and-so. And wait, is that? Like, who is that? And then they're running right. in and Nyla Rose just throwing them out. Just throwing them out. And then they're gone before you even know it. And I mean, and that's the payday? I mean, good yeah. for them if they can get it. Right. But, I also heard that uh, there was a female wrestler who was on Double or Nothing that has now since... Not vanished, but basically called it quits. Oh, is that uh, Kylie? Kylie Ray? Ray. I was, you know, from Double or Nothing. I had high hopes for her because she had Smiley this. Smiley Kylie. Yeah, she had this hot, like crazy bubbly personality. But then when it was time to work, she could turn it on. And now she's gone, and we don't get to see that anymore. Yeah, I think it was afterwards. Tony Khan had said she asked for a release, and they gave it to her. She I mean, has been off Twitter for months now, and I guess all of her friends and family and all that are just saying no comment. So whatever she's doing, whatever the issue is, I'm sure it'll all come out at some point. Well, hopefully she's happy and healthy and, you know, doing stuff for her because that's what ultimately matters. You know, us as fans, we can get upset at what we don't do or don't see. But we got to also remember these people are people. And, you know, if they're not happy doing what they're doing, they're not going to give you a good product to watch. So. Yeah, and that goes you know. to the, uh, how do you pronounce her name? Casey? Catanzaro, I believe. Cat- Catan- Cat- yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that girl. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if she got injured or whatever the deal is, if she put right. in her, uh, the, the story is she put in her notice and WWE's kind of like, uh, well, you know, think about it, take some time, right. we'll revisit it. But they're not outright going to do it. But, you know, if that's what makes her happy. And well, she, I heard she had a pretty serious back injury. Yeah, it's the injury. She hasn't had a match, I think it's like in a month or two. Yeah. So, I mean... If she met Ricochet and they have a happy life together, then that's all that matters. Oh, it's her and Ricochet. <laughs> all right. See, I didn't even know, man. Casey, yeah, Casey and Ricochet have been together. I think the only wrestling couple that I really know of is <laughs> Dean and Renee and Adam Cole and Britt Baker. And that's just because uh, after the last takeover, Adam Cole posted a picture with Britt Baker. What about Rusev and Lano? Did they, where are they? Oh, apparently they have time off for a vacation. Of course they do. And Triple so, H and Stephanie? Becky and Seth, come on. You know well, that. Triple H and Stephanie wasn't necessarily legit because they got married at a drive-thru while she was, <laughs> you know, passed out. So I don't know how legal this is all going on. Here. I don't know either, but Kayfabe it's Vegas. Awesome. So, yes, it yeah. is. <laughs> so, overall, you enjoyed the Battle Royal. The Battle Royal was great. As far as the actual action, um, I think they need to iron out their little, how they bring people in and, and how they do that thing. And the, the production, like we were saying, the camera spots, they really need to work on. But overall, the action was awesome. Yeah, I will give them an A for effort for trying with this, but I would not do the uh, the concept again. Right. I mean, it makes sense. Like It's the Vegas, the Joker wild card, 21. You know, you know what they could do is instead of having them all come out at once, just be like, okay, and now the the clubs, for instance, and then you bring them out five, you know, five at a time, but one at a time, like five people, one at a time, and then yeah, you let like ten minutes go by, and then bring the next. Even out. that though, like if you're introduced first to the clubs, like I'd feel slighted because then it's like you know the last person is going to be someone big, so it's like maybe. You know. I mean, but in Rumble, each person gets their entrance, whether they're a bum or not. <laughs> yeah, know? that's a good point. But then it's like, oh, and now here's number three of the group and number four it's like who's the last person you know it's gonna be big you know so i i would still feel it's the same but yeah bringing them all out not good but either way i enjoyed it for what it was and unfortunately that is when i cut off because uh nxt takeover in the uk i thought was amazing especially the main event but we will continue talking about this private party yeah defeated how do you say jack evans and and angelico and helico and helico from south africa that is a horrible accent by me but what did you think i thought that the tag match was awesome 
Uh, Jack Evans never fails to make me want to slap him across the face, which is exactly what he's supposed to be. He's touting that he's, you know, the best ever and best kept secret, whatever it is. And and Helico was just all over the place with his crazy and and he's the power of the guy of the of the team. That's crazy. He's like this little string bean dude, like probably twelve feet tall. <laughs> but I mean I thought that was a luchasaurus. <laughs> oh yeah, him too. No, but uh I, I liked it. Uh it was really awesome to see um I really like the dynamic that Jack Evans and, and Helico have, and i like to see more of them moving forward. All right, so truth be told, as I mentioned, this is where I cut off from actually seeing anything, but I will say two points about here. One, Angelico was, I thought, one of the high spots in uh, Lucha Underground. I saw the first season of Lucha Underground and some of season two, but after that just got you know a little too much for me, so yeah. dropped off. And my other second point here is if AEW is going to tout all this tag team action, then it's good to see all this tag team action. Yeah, right. So, and it seems like they're going that way. I mean, the tag title tournament, right? And obviously, the ladder match we'll talk about there. <laughs> yeah. And then that leads us into the pay per view. So, yes. SCU defeated SCU Jurassic Express. What'd you think? You know what? This is probably the worst town I've ever been in. The town we're in now. <laughs> <laughs> Big up Scorpio Sky. Um, yeah, yeah, he's, I know. <laughs> again, um, one thing I've noticed uh, with AEW as opposed to WWE is when they have these three-man tag or six-man tag matches, they really utilize the having three members on your team to a point that I have never seen before. So I really dig. I wasn't always, whenever WWE does it, I'm like, okay, great. What what are we trying to get over? What story? Da, da, da. When AEW does it, you're looking for these tandem moves of these triple threat offenses, blah, 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 blah. Amazing. Just love watching. And SCU is so seasoned and so fluid. I have two points here and then a question. So hopefully I don't forget in the next five seconds. Okay. My first point is... I love the dynamic of, like you said, tall and big, and, right. you know, the small and the, you know, the different combinations you can do with the move. So right, that's awesome. Right, right. Second, I don't like the Jurassic Express name. I don't know if you have a better name in mind, but Jurassic Express, nah, you know, it doesn't really roll off the tongue. And my question now, that's the two comments. Here's the question. A boy and his dinosaur. <laughs> what do you think of uh, the Marco stunt signing? Eh, I mean, if they do it and they use it right, any any story is good, you know. You got to put a story behind it, and uh, overall, and you know, we can cover this later and all that. Uh, a couple of stuff that I read after the pay per view, which I kind of actually agree with, is that it's the shows are great now because they're brand new, and we got these, you know, basically they're super shows. You know, all these people from all these promotions, Big and here they are. We need a story. And one thing that I'll agree with one critic, I can't remember who, he said that there was really nothing that went on during this pay per view that makes you want to tune in October. Yeah, they're talking about it. Yeah, it's coming up on TNT, TNT, but we have no story carrying us over that way. And we have no stories moving forward. So, Yeah, and that goes back to my point I made two weeks in a row now about Cody versus Sammy week one on TNT. It's like, right. Okay. Yeah. So do you have any uh, closing thoughts on this six-minute um, As far as the name, no, I have. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I think the name is fantastic, and I think you need to calm yourself down and, <laughs> and just enjoy the fact that we have a boy and his dinosaur and a little dude. Yeah, I love, uh, well, I just love Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus is my hero, man. Because he, he's from Big Brother. And well, screw C- Big Brother, dude. Well, really? It's been Come renewed on. for another season next summer. Next year's my chance. Reality show is garbage, and you're not getting on. 
Oh. If I have to write the producers myself, you're not getting them. I'm going to go cry now. Oh, that make <laughs> you cry. Well, I'm Reality s- TV sucks, plain I'm, and simple. Except when I'm on. I'm going to spend the next week uh, thinking of a better name. I want to use something with the jungle or even boy. I don't know. Yeah. Just Jurassic. That's cool. Jurassic, Jurassic Park movies are awesome. I think it's more the express part. Do but... you like Sam Neill or uh, Chris Pratt? Um... Can I say Sam Neill? Yeah. <laughs> Will everyone hate me? No. Why oh. would everyone hate you? Well, I could give them a lot of reasons. Up next, we it's had Pac, Pack, Pac. I think pack. it's, you know, all the announcers are saying Pack, so I'm going to go with Pack. All right, let's go with Pack and see how long I say that for. Right. He defeated Kenny Omega. What do you think of that result? Strange. Um, it felt weird that Omega would lose, but I could see if they were building a story like he was focused on Moxley and, you know, just let that get the better of him. Yeah. Uh, again, I have two points here. One is that uh, you see it in UFC a lot. Somebody will drop out like a week before. Right. Or they and miss they weight or get something. somebody 10 days notice or whatever. And then that person comes in and wins because right. the previous guy had been training for months a certain style. And then right. this guy comes in fired up, ready to go. Right. And he's just... Yeah. And then he just comes in and knocks them out. My yeah. other second point is uh, in Japan a lot, which Kenny Omega loves, culture lives there, all that crap. Right. He, uh, They love the redemption story. The guy will lose for a while. And WWE tries to tell this sometimes, like, oh, yeah. they're down in their luck. They lose 10 <laughs> in a row. And then they build themselves back up, which I think they're doing with Mysterio. And they don't always tell the story the best. But yeah. Omega, I guess, is the... <laughs> Hey, tag title at Mania is pretty big. <laughs> that he held for how long? Uh, yeah, anyways. exactly. <laughs> Weren't they like off cup, TV for like two months and then cup lost of coffee. it? Yeah. So then, um, cup so Omega, coffee, yeah. yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, that's where they're going with it and right. almost using like the TNT audience yeah. as to get to know Kenny Omega versus everyone that already knows him. You know, it kind of felt like that when you know, he was losing and, and he kind of got up after the, the three count and stuff like that. It kind of felt like they were really, you know, okay, how long is Kenny going to get? You know, beaten down, and they were playing that up like it's going to be a redemption story. So I guess I could kind of see that. Um, from what I read uh, is that they were actually now th- this has been touted as probably you know tied for one of the best matches on the card, and uh, they were really upset with it because apparently they I don't know if they didn't have enough time or what was going on, but they had uh, from what I read they actually had to cut a lot of stuff out of their match. I'm not sure what they cut. It was 23 minutes. Right? <laughs> I mean that those guys are. They're crazy. I love Kenny Omega matches. I always get into them. Every time I've had a chance to see one, I, when he did, when he won the, the title off of Okada, I was scouring the internet trying to find a, some type of totally legal uh, way to watch it. <laughs> totally legal. It, it was longer than the Battle Royal, and it was yeah. longer than the ladder match, and it was only two and a half minutes less than the main event. So I don't know what they cut out, but I will say uh, Pack winning. Yep. Um, Pretty With much the brutalizer, even. Yeah, tells you. I mean, he's got to be sticking around now. Yeah. Oh, I think so. I think he's. Uh, Cause then afterwards, um, after the whole pay per view, they were talking to one of the competitors who didn't have the best of nights, and Pac made an appearance there, and it looks like they're gonna crank up that storyline moving forward. I could see it, and if you remember the big Jacksonville rally, you know, 
pack was yep. there and it was pretty much him coming in regardless of whatever the issue was a month or two ago. Well, I mean, I get I get what the issue was. You know, you're holding a title for a, a company. That company doesn't want to see their champion, you know, take the fall and look weak. And then, well, who's going to watch our promotion now because our guy just got his butt kicked by this, <laughs> you know, nobody or whatever it is. So, I mean, I could understand why they would uh, not want him to to go that way because they, you know they're trying to build up Adam Page so obviously somebody was going to lose to him. Yeah, uh we are going to move on from moving that. On. Moving on, yeah. Heat trigger. Uh, That's all I want to <laughs> say. Jimmy Havoc. Havoc, Havoc. Now my wife gives me crap for this all the time. For my entire life Uh-oh. I've been saying Havoc. Jimmy and Havoc. A- apparently I I mean even in just regular using of the word, even the superhero I've been calling him Havoc. Apparently, I've been saying it wrong my entire life. So, what been, is it? It's havoc. Halloween I've, havoc. I have been Halloween trying. Havoc. I have been havoc. trying to correct myself for about the last two or three months to havoc, havoc, havoc. <laughs> well, my strange thing everyone in my family gets on me is I say documentary. Yeah, you're weird. That's a weird one. But anyways, yeah, uh, Jimmy Havoc, Havoc. havoc. <laughs> oh crap! Defeated Darby Allen. Yeah. You know Cody Rhodes. Right. A lot. And then. Uh, Defeated. Joey Janela. And Joey Janela. Why couldn't Cody beat Darby Allen? But um, well, but, it's not that he didn't beat him, but he didn't lose to him either. Yeah. Why couldn't he just beat him? Because <laughs> no right going to do a draw. But anyways, what'd you think of this uh, Cracker Barrel Clash? You know, I was a little skeptical when they had the advertisement going on, and I saw the barrels at on the entrance ramp and all that, and there was a plate of biscuits there. I'm like, okay, guys, what are we gonna do? And then the match started. <laughs> And I'm like, wow. I mean, when the first move by any of the competitors is to put a staple into your arm, <laughs> yeah. So as soon as I saw that happening, I'm like, okay, well, here we go now. <laughs> and uh, finally made sense of that whole cigarette thing and why it was stuck to, to Joey Janela's head back at Double or Nothing. <laughs> he st- They never showed it. Again, back to the camera guys. Got a cigarette stapled. To his head. Apparently, Jimmy Havoc is a big fan of staple guns. But my, I mean, these guys were just destroying each other. This is, is, is he a fan of a rest hold or a headlock or anything? He like certainly that? didn't look like it. No, I didn't think so. So <laughs> um, I will say good for them for the uh, sponsorship. Right. Obviously, always and good. And to be fair, Darby Allen did put on an awesome show in this match. He was all over the place. All right, that is good. And uh, my other point is that it's playing to these guys' strengths. Yeah, totally. Now, is this going to be on TNT, or is this the quote-unquote sport that Cody well, keeps talking about? Wasn't wasn't Havoc in Ring of Honor? <laughs> I have no earthly idea. I Was th- that Jimmy Jacobs? No, no, Jimmy Jacobs is Jimmy Jacobs. This is <laughs> a different guy. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs is American, and Jimmy Havoc is British. Okay. Uh, but anyways, I'm pretty sure he has been on TV before, so he does know how to dial it down when he has to. Because really, I mean, it seemed like he was the guy that was introducing all of this. Didn't you say the stuff. first move was stapling to a guy's arm? Because <laughs> we're on pay-per-view. If I it was know. on TV, he probably wouldn't have done that. And if he would have done that, there's some good ratings <laughs> for you. So there you go. ratings. But uh, no, I it definitely was playing to their strengths. And I do see that they, they could play to their strengths in this manner but make it palpable for TV. You know, you don't have to have the staple gun but you could go through some tables. You could shove a plate of biscuits in somebody's head, you know. I saw a spot a guy 
he was on the top rope and just basically like laid on the barrel and fell oh my backwards. And dude, just... no, he had the barrel behind him and he yeah. jumped off the top rope oh. and landed on the stairs. Have oh. you ever seen a barrel just completely yeah. collapse? It's shattered. Oh my god, I was like. <laughs> What are these guys going to do to each other? It is insane. It is insane. Despite my little jokes, I'm actually fine with this, you know, on special occasions. Yeah, right. It's like the ladder match we'll talk about. I'm actually fine with this stuff. But again, it's, you know, is it going to be on TNT? How are they going to tone it down? What are they going to do? Can you do this kind of brawl every month on pay-per-view? You know, after yes. a while, it'll be like... <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> Abyss made a career out of it. Right? Thumbtacks and Monster Ball. Mick Foley made a career out of it. Mick Foley did. So that's my only concern. But, you know, if they bust this out once or twice a year, like a TLC match or something, I'm fine with right. it and just let these guys go nuts. But we will see how that goes with the TNT. So I figure this is a good time to bring up uh, Jim Ross because apparently during this match, he was pretty much pointing out how, like... You know, none of it made sense, and he's old school kind of guy. So, right, what did right. you think of Jr.'s commentary? Um, I thought Jr. You know, love his old stuff, and I love the whole Attitude Era. I think he is definitely he's getting up there, and he's more of a color guy than a play by play by play by play guy now. Um, and I think he does well in that role, but I think he, I love you, Jr. I really do. <laughs> I think he tends to get confused. Confused or lost, or some. I, Does he it, just say sound bites where it's like? No, no, he doesn't. He tries to actually like input the match, but sometimes you can hear him getting names wrong. He's getting different moves not quite the right. You know, like he's missing little things here and there. It's it's Jr., but it's not as sharp as maybe we're used to hearing him. Yeah, and I mean that makes sense. I mean the Attitude Era was twenty years ago, right? And he's had several bouts of. Bell's palsy, and you his know health. he's gone through that crazy, uh, traumatic experience of losing his wife a couple of years ago. So I mean, I can imagine if he's you know taking time off and relaxed a little bit. So I mean, when I hear Jr., I'm not really focusing on what he's doing. I'm just happy to hear his voice because he's a voice from my childhood. Yeah, I remember when he signed with AEW, and Cody Rhodes asked was asked why. Yeah, and then his answer was because he's Jim Ross. Because he's Jim Ross. <laughs> I mean. He can always add a, a, an intelligent opinion to any of these conversations that they have during the matches. Um, I think he's doing quite a good role, and I, he just needs to do a little bit more research and like maybe practice some names a little bit. Yeah, I will give um, AEW credit for, uh, I forget the guy's name, Mar- Marvez something. Alex Marvez. Oh. But apparently he did not do so well, and I think you and I even talked about yeah, it. Yeah, like, at Double or Nothing. Gonna- I I wanted to throw him off a bridge. It was I think we talked about it like we we're gonna see now how they treat their buddies if everyone's right. buddies and everything, and they took him off commentary. Right, and so. he's he does decent in a backstage. I I didn't mind him in the backstage uh, spots that they had Alex Marvez in. I thought that was all right. I think he's better suited back there. Yeah, and uh, Tony Schiavone, whatever he's doing, I think a lot of people I, want him and Jr. on TNT. That would be cool. Um, Who knows? From what I heard, it sounded like he was doing a lot of the voiceovers for all the packages. Okay, well, I hope he's not getting a big payday if he's just doing voiceovers. He I has to do more. I hope than he's that. getting a fantastic payday. I mean, <laughs> the whole point for of his Am- sake. Yeah. The whole point of America is to do the most, to get the most <laughs> amount of money for the least amount of work. So, did you just call me out? Yeah. <laughs> I'll call you out. I meant about the pay. But anyways, that too. 
that too. But you know what I mean. If he's just doing voiceovers, right? I mean, he's got it. They they, they got to bring him up, whether it's an announcer's role, something on TNT. Yeah. I mean, he's not getting signed to whatever kind of deal to do voiceovers. Maybe. I mean, you don't sign Jr. to you know sitting back. You know, obviously, you're gonna do something. I would <laughs> <laughs> just show cool. up at just, your place just, to hang out. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, I would totally sign him to do that. I can't pay him much, but I would love to have Jr. Hang. There was out. a story that Undertaker is like twenty five grand an hour, and it's like I heard you win that. the lottery, yeah. just bring him over to watch like a classic match with. <laughs> or something. <laughs> Do you have to pay for his flight? I mean, twenty five grand. I don't know, but it'd be interesting. But whatever, that's a different topic. So, dude, I'm... you get, just gave me like a new bucket list. I need to win the lottery and have the Undertaker come over, and we'll watch. It doesn't even have to be a wrestling match. We can watch a concert. A W. <laughs> go to a show. I'm sure he'd love that. I always the, the questions always asked like if you could interview anyone, you know, or whatever. Oh man. And I always would think not even because I'm a fan of the of the industry genre, whatever you want to call it, but I would yeah. always just think Vince McMahon, like an interview with that guy. Like, can you imagine? What would you even ask him? <laughs> would he be eating his protein bar that the thing everyone is, talks is, about? The thing is, is I think, and I, I I don't know for certain, but I just get this impression is that when Vince is talking to anybody other than his family, and that includes Triple H and Stephanie. I think you get Mr. McMahon the character. What about Shane? You probably still get Mr. McMahon the character. It it'd be very hard to take him seriously because he's going to be trying to promote or keep under wraps something big he's got going on or he doesn't want to let too much. I mean, I would I would do that just to see if I could get him to sneeze, just to see what happens. Or if you sneeze in front of him. Ooh. <laughs> hey, if I'm paying for him to hang out, then he's going to put up with me sneezing. Speaking of interviews, Dixie Carter, are you still out there? <laughs> Where are you at, girl? Come on, Dixie. Come on, lady. Just an interview just in the get, lab. Just some insight. Come on. Up to the lab. The lab's fine. It's it's a great place. We're cool we here. We got all the mice out. It's all good. <laughs> no rodents here. So anyways, yep. we're going to move on from that. Uh, the Dark Order... <laughs> Defeated uh, best friends. Best friends. What do you think? Um, great match. It was. Uh, I finally understand now from when we were watching, when I was watching Double or Nothing, the creepers of all these masked folks that accompanied into the ring. So now I get it. It's a it's a weird thing with Evil Uno, who is the one guy with the mask on from Dark Order. Okay. Um, so at least I, that put I got that put together. Now I know what these creeper guys are doing there. They're just basically servants of. It's kind of like the boys for uh, Dalton Castle in Ring of Honor. Okay. Um, so it was a great match. A lot of really good spots. Um, really cool to kind of see the dynamic between you got these like you know happy go lucky best friends, and then you got this like evil pairing of this giant mask dude and some guy with some paint on his face and they're just they don't care they're just gonna go nuts it was a great match and i really enjoyed it uh, i'm looking on wikipedia this is where i'm getting this information oh and i from. really like the end if you want to cover that too. very reliable we'll get to that but the guy's names are evil uno and Stu grayson is yes. that right yep that's right okay so what was the ending so uh dark order wins yes. and they just start attacking i think they had the creepers attacking the best friends or um you know just going nuts then the lights go out and they pop up and we talked about this guy uh at double or nothing he just shows up for the battle royal orange cassidy now i got a little more insight into this dude's gimmick it's actually pretty cool he's just standing there hands in his pockets 
kind of looking. He's got his sunglasses on. Dark Order's carrying away Trent from the best friends. Okay. And he just kind of looks over there, hands still in his pockets, goes to one side of the ring, bounces off the ropes, and does like a basic trust fall. Hands still in his pockets. Oh, come on. <laughs> and then, you know, so they all celebrate in the ring, and it looks like Orange Cassidy's part of the best friends now. And instead of going like to the second rope and raising his arms, he gets on the first rope and gives a thumbs up. <laughs> I like this guy. I love the sweet shin music that he was doing to Tommy Dreamer at Double or Nothing. Yeah. I like the little like nonchalant trust fall thing that he <laughs> love him. Think uh, Orange Cassidy is awesome. Two points as usual. I uh, sent a clip of the uh, the kicks the dreamer. <laughs> yes. I sent a clip of that to my brother and a buddy. I'm sure you can figure out who. Just to kind of get. Is he, has he fallen lately? He has fight for the fallen. Aww. So, anyways, um, just to get their viewpoint on it, because it's always interesting to see what they say. And my brother, uh, I mean, wait, did I say my brother? You did. <laughs> okay. Yeah. My brother. Um, he texted back, this guy's a joke. And like, <laughs> of something. course he's a joke. And then uh, the fight for the fallen dude, who yep. will not be named. Why Why can't we name him? Uh, Can we had, name him? He had a little bit more to say, if you know what I mean. Was he angry? No, he just had a little more to say. Ah. Uh, Anyways. That was, that was bad, That dude. was bad. He just said- Hi, Matt. Um, how you doing? <laughs> what's up? I'll see you later at the game. So anyways, he, um, he just said, well, that's stupid. So whether they're sarcastic or not, maybe they're just not used to it. Yeah. And, you know, they didn't seem to care. But I will say my second point is I retweeted this. I don't know if I still have it on my account at Justin Watchery on Twitter, but because you delete everything. But the uh he did like a I don't know if it was pre or post, but like a little interview session with all the reporters there. Okay. And like every question they asked him, he's just like, I don't know. Yeah. And then it'd be just like the next question he'd be just like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> isn't that awesome? I think there was like a kid reporter. Someone was like, "What do you do in your spare time? What are your hobbies?" He's like, "I go to bed." And then the guy's <laughs> like, and then later on, they everyone laughed and they're like, "What do you do?" He's just like, "I do nothing." Yeah. And then it just ended. It was the funniest thing. Isn't it awesome? That guy is awesome. I love the nonchalant, I don't care character because obviously he does. You look at him, and he obviously works out. He's obviously very talented and has you know the ability to do some crazy moves. But he doesn't have to. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I like it from what I've seen. Again, I've only seen a certain point of it, but I I like it. It's fine. It's something different. It's cool. He seems obviously get the character, right, which is part right. of it. I will only just say again, if Cody's talking about the sports presentation and Tony Khan yeah. with wins and losses, I do you notice? How I, is I he know. ever going to do anything then? <laughs> you said you tuned out after the buy-in, right? Or after the first match? Uh, sure. Well. I noticed uh, as the matches progressed, when they'd show a, a, a performer's name, they gave him a record. Yes. There's a record showing up now. And, again, it'll be interesting how that— Remember, like, a year ago when SmackDown did the rankings that lasted a week? Yeah. Yeah, that dumbest was, thing ever. That was ridiculous. Dumbest thing ever. Yeah. And if they're going to do the ratings and the records and the whole standings and all that, then they got to stick to it. Right. But, I mean, just looking at people on here that, you know, have lost, well, okay, then what is it going to mean? Are they going to do anything? Right. So we shall see what We that. shall see if uh, Kenny Omega can get yeah. one in the W column. Yeah, so uh, up next we had the women's match we were talking about. I'm going to butcher the names here, but Rio versus... Hakaru? Shida? Hakaru Shida. Sure, I have Shira? No Shida? 13 minutes. Spell uh, it for me. <laughs> S-H. S-H-I-D-A? Yeah, Shida. Because... 
in that culture, they do pronounce the R's as D's. So, Hakura. Like, you say the R, but you let your tongue touch the two. Hakura? So Hakura. Hakura Matata? Yeah, basically. Okay, so what did awesome, you think of this? Good? Awesome match. These two women went nuts. And I was actually I was actually kind of on Sheeta's side. I was hoping that she was going to take it. I really liked uh, her presentation. And it seemed like she had, like, a real warrior personality. But real tiny, tiny little thing. And she was just going wild. Uh, all these crazy spots and flips and da-da-da-da-da. Really pull. I mean, she had to earn this one, and she really did. From what I recall from the watching the show, I believe that they had actually either trained together or one trained under the other. I forget what it was. Um, so it was it was just a kind of like, there was a little bit of history that they kind of just dabbled in with the commentary. So that kind of made me a little more invested in the match, and then I'm sitting there watching it go back and forth. Again, I had no dog in any fight, but I thought it was a great match, and the women, once again, they just are awesome. Yeah, um... I think uh, did Nyla Rose come out after? Yeah, uh, when when uh, the the decision was made and Rio had her hand up, Nyla Rose came out to glance at her competition, and she was standing next to that, similar to the male uh, belt, standing next to the women's belt. I really like how they keep the belt designs pretty similar now. Yeah, I like the designs, even though I'm not much of a belt guy. We've talked about that, except the eagle. Uh WWF that champion. somebody has. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, um, I've seen this. Um, I think it was Dave Meltzer. You can have your opinion on him, whatever. <laughs> but Dave! He made a point on Twitter. Somebody asked him if uh, to make a statement, should Nyla Rose versus Riho with the, um, I can't think of her name, but the female referee. Oh, Aubrey. Aubrey, that's it. Mm -hmm. uh, Edwards, right? Yeah, I started following her on Twitter because she impressed me also. Yeah, somebody asked if that should main event the first TNT show. I saw this thread. Did you see this? Yeah, a little bit. I saw the I saw a little bit of the discussion. Basically, he said, "No, you go with what's proven." Right. And that makes sense. So that would be my only concern is if these two come out and whatever quarter hour, you know, and I'm all for making new stars and stuff, but you know, right. there isn't a Tennille, there is no Britt Baker, even Brandy Rose, Awesome Kong, obviously Glow just dropped at season 3 on Netflix. Yeah. And the so Nyla Rose and Rio are going to come out, and I hope they tear the house down, and then they become stars. Right. Because right now I don't know how many people like actually know them. Yeah, the I mean, yeah, I only know of them because I you know started paying attention to AEW at Double or Nothing. So. Yeah. So uh, we kind of talked about this earlier, but is Nyla Rose the pick? She, you know, I'm I'm leaning heavily that way. Just because she's got a really cool gimmick, um, they did tout her. I don't know, you know how how much of a big deal this makes it. I, I personally could care less, but she is, I believe, the first transgender uh, female star. Yeah, I, I, purpose, I purposely did not mention that because honestly, like you, I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. Um, but I know that you know in this whole era of equality and all that, they may want to put it on her just to say, hey. You know, we don't care either. We're, we're we're looking at more performances than, you know, this other yeah, pointless crap. Yeah, I fear crap. that, you know, people will say that regardless of, of course. if she was going to win. You're always going to have those idiot detractors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me, I know. Yeah. So then I always um, go back to the giant check that they had at the end of the right. charity show. And it's like, well, WWE does it, and then here's AEW with a giant check right. touting their charity work and it's just like you know don't tell us you know just show us and you don't need to do all this other crap right so i but, will 
it does feel like they are going that way, and uh, if they do put it on her, awesome. I think that'll be really cool. Yeah, I thought regardless of the winner, whoever is going to win the Battle Royal. Will have earned it. I mean, they have to then go win the title. Yeah, makes uh, sense. Makes sense to me. So up next we had Cody. Yes. Defeating Sean Spears. Poor Pharaoh. Man, poor Pharaoh was spooked by the fireworks. Yeah, that's man. another thing. <laughs> you know, I saw him coming out for All In. And I think he came out for double or nothing, and I'm like, boy, he does really good with large crowds and noise and stuff. And he actually has a vest. He like, apparently he's a service dog, which actually takes training and certification to be called a service dog. Yeah, there's um, a controversy about that. There's <laughs> there's there's a difference between an emotional support animal and a service animal. A service animal has to actually go through classes, training, get certified before they can ever you know don that vest and go to work, quote unquote. Um, an emotional support animal can be any animal that yeah. basically your doctor says, yeah, you're sad. Go get an animal. We actually, that's how we rehomed a kitten that we had to rehome, uh, because, uh, for one reason or another, she couldn't stay here. We loved her to death. But, um, my, my godmother-in-law had just lost her husband not too long ago. She was pretty sad and this little kitten needed a home and her condo doesn't allow pets. But if you have a doctor's notice, they can't say a thing about it. Ah. So we worked the system, man. <laughs> Congrats. So it was it was a little unnerving to see Pharaoh upset. I'm a big animal lover. My whole family is big about animals. We actually would care more about animals than people if given a choice. You know, like if we'd see a car accident and there was somebody walking a dog, our first thought would be, is the dog okay? <laughs> and then we probably wouldn't even care about the car accident or the people. We'd be like, dog, 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 dog. 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 So... Um, dog the bounty hunter gives me conflicts because he's a dog, but he's a bounty hunter. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so the the Pharaoh thing that that was a little creepy. It started off the match a little weird for me personally, just because I was really concerned about Pharaoh. Uh, I really loved the void the Star Trek uh, outfits that they were all wearing. I don't know why they keep doing these little things on their entrance, but I love it, and uh, they should keep doing it. I almost wonder if that's a Tony Khan thing. It could very well be, but I mean, you know, the the all in he was like, you know, it was like a UFC presentation where it was Cody and his team. What what do you what do you got? You missed going? the joke. Tony. Oh. <laughs> this is this All right. Was, well, no, hold on. Anyways, I liked it. Stuck. I'm more of a Star Wars guy. Oh jeez. Personally, not Star you Trek. You can't you can't be both. I can be both. I've it's seen all the, space, man. I have, but you know, there's always the debate: Star Wars, Star Trek. But yeah. I'm more of a Star Wars guy. But I, I liked love them it, both. and like you, I like the uh, you know that they have something each time. Yeah, yeah. It's it is always cool. what's it going to be? It's the yeah. Velveteen Dream. It's like what is this guy going to bust exactly, up this time? Exactly. Yeah. And Brandy Rhodes as seven of nine. Not going to complain. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, I like the dog. I like how people were more concerned about the dog than this guy coming out for a blood feud with his it buddy. Was, it was sad because he looked like he just didn't want to be there. And I'm like, oh, Pharaoh. No, and I know uh, my family dog named Prince freaks out at fireworks. Yeah. Anything, he'll come running right up to you. Our next door neighbor here is a dog named Charlie that even the slightest hint of an ex- of some type of explosion and he's oh freaking out. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. If you even hear like, you know, you can hear like thunder like miles away. Like he'll hear yeah. that. Yeah. L- l- yep rumbling and then comes running i think i actually popped some bubble wrap that freaked the dog next door out so <laughs> we love charlie charlie is awesome that's strong ears if he can hear and he's like pop. 11 too he's but he acts like he's five acts like he's five all right so what did you think of this match i thought it was good uh it was intense uh it was definitely you know i i expected brutal like just just beating each other not a whole lot of 
chain wrestling. Didn't or, it start with him jumping right out and going? Yeah, after he him? just went across and did a suicide dive, and that was like, okay, here we are now. You know, like which kinda, it should be kind of one of those things where you find yourself in a situation and it's just like, okay, here we go. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's what it felt like. We were just jumping right into it, and at the you're right, that's the way it should be because he was angry. Sean had you know really said some inflammatory things. Yeah, they shouldn't, you know, go up and lock up and be respectful. Yeah. Like this should have been a war right away. I liked uh I like Cody's uh uh selection of MJF as his corner guy. Yeah. We will get to him in a second. Oh, I actually we will, huh? I actually thought the twist was that his corner man was Arn Anderson. I thought that was going to be the twist. Okay. Um I I I and it was funny because so as we were talking off air, I didn't get to watch the pay-per-view all at once and I didn't get to watch it live because I really wanted to play guitar on my time off. So when I did start watching it, um, all of a sudden my wife actually showed me something from Twitter and it was a picture or it was something. She's like, I was like, oh, honey, no. And she's like, oh, I thought you saw it. I knew he was going to be there. Like all this, all the, like the, the speculation leading up to it. Oh, I yeah, heard, yeah. I'd, I'd kind of known that he was going to be there, but. Um, so it was just like, well, I I was right, (laughs) but it didn't ruin it for me. I still popped when he walked out and I was like, oh, it's Arn. Yeah. 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 I did see the clip. Crowd went nuts for him. And the spine buster, man, the spine buster to end all spine busters. And now, okay. If you remember us talking last week with our King of the Ring thing, Uh do you remember me telling you what the very first match I ever saw was? Uh Oh, (laughs) no, no. Because we were talking Bret Hart. Bret Hart versus... No, Hart Foundation versus... versus no clue. <laughs> the Brain Busters. Oh, yeah. The Brain Busters were Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, who in this scenario were on opposite sides of each other. So I actually got like a little warm feeling in Nostalgia. my heart. Yeah, I was like, oh, the first tag team that I ever hated because <laughs> they, <laughs> they, I think that in the, that first match they actually beat or lost by count out or whatever it was, but they walked out with the titles. I remember seeing Arn, uh, there was a camera following Arn and Tully and they had the titles in their hand. So like that was the first tag team that I hated because <laughs> they beat my beloved Heart Foundation. Oh, now I feel bad. <laughs> right? But it was it was really, really cool to see Arn and Tully on opposite sides of the rings and Tully was like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> like, we're supposed to be four, you know, four horsemen. And yeah. Arn Anderson was like, not today. Uh, not today. Yeah. I so. have uh, two questions about this match. One, Go for it. is MJF going to turn on Cody? It certainly feels like it. He had, there was a moment where there was a chair in the ring and MJF is holding it and he's looking at it. And I, even the announcer's like, wait, guys, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> And then he threw the chair out and gave big hugs. So it definitely feels like that's something that's going to happen. I think that they're just teasing it now, and it's going to happen on a bigger audience such as TNT. Yeah, like Kenny Omega, that feels like uh, something they want to start with the TNT and then get the ball rolling from there. Uh, Cody was asked on Twitter earlier about it, and he said, no, he's my best friend, all this stuff. And it ain't going to happen, guys. Um, Isn't Brandy his best friend? (laughs) I mean, it's Pharaoh. But second question uh, here. Should Cody have won? Yeah, absolutely he should have. I mean, okay. you got to get your revenge if they're planning on, you know, moving forward from this particular storyline, uh, which it definitely, you know, had a kind of a finality to it. Um, I, You know, honestly, I think it, it they could push it either way, really. I mean, you could still keep Sean Spears in the picture and say, well, you know, this, that, or the other thing and, and continue the storyline. But uh, I think Cody winning, I think he kind of, 
It, it, it felt right. I think, I think, yeah, he should have won the closer, but, I mean, is this it already? The big chair shot, two months of this, and Cody wins? Game I mean, over? it could be. We're You know, if we're talking about what they're going to do going forward, we still have Dustin that, you know, he can do some stuff with. Um, Sean Spears by no means is, is done. You know, I mean, he could he's one of those guys that could take a loss and be like, well, it wasn't really a loss, you know, and make you believe it, you know, and, and continue the feud on. So there's many of things that could happen, really. Yeah, I will lean towards the side of, uh, you know, I don't, he's not done, but, right. you know, comes in, does the big thing, and then loses his first match, you know. So. What do you think of, like, a Spears-Moxley tag team? Down was the, it his first match? Maybe he had a different match anyways, but, uh, but you know was, what I mean. This was Sean's first singles match. He was in the, the Battle yeah. Royal at Double or Nothing. That's right, that's right. And The day after his contract expired. <laughs> and you said, what, a Moxley tag? Yeah, think about this. Moxley and Spears as a tag team. Down the line, you know, after they cover them, you know, they get in, into the fold and they're exclusive with AEW and they've been around for a while. Think about a Spears-Moxley tag team. That'd be I'm interested to know what Moxley does, especially with uh, now, is it him and Omega? At... at uh, at Full, uh, gear. Full Gear, yep. They're the pay-per-view that they announced at uh, All Out. Yeah, in November. Uh, what do you think of the name Full Gear? Eh, I mean, names are names, man. It's it's really ultimately going to be the show that that makes you th- remember it. I, it's the same like a band name. Like, there's a band out there I'm a real big fan of called Dog Fashion Disco. Stupid name, right? <laughs> awesome band. So whenever I hear Dog Fashion Disco, I don't think, well, that's stupid. I think, well, this song and that song and this song, and I can play this song and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's uh, it goes back to the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view. Yeah, exactly. You know, everyone laughed at it, and I'm just like, I don't care if Joe and Brock Lesnar tear down the house, and, you know, whatever. I don't yeah. care. So honestly, I don't like the Full Gear name, but who cares? If yeah, the pay-per-view exactly. is amazing, then it's amazing. To be fair, um, the singer in the resonance complex hates the name the resonant complex i actually had to fight and fight and fight to keep it thankfully we already had it kind of established and online because he's like oh we should change it and i'm like yeah but that means we'd have to do this and this and get all 70 people that follow us to go over here and you know if Uh, you're one of the 70 we love you we love you so speaking of loving the young bucks oh my god versus the lucha bros this uh, ladder match i i had to catch my breath after this one this holy <laughs> lord now i i did a little bit of research so we got matt and nick jackson uh pentagon and phoenix and phoenix are actually brothers too it's legit blood brothers so this was a brother brother match like i thought it was just a, a storyline but no he's actually um i i did a little research into pentagon and apparently not a lot is known of him outside of wrestling Whoa. Like, as in the traditional luchador fashion he's uh yeah he's somewhat of a mystery should i call myself pentagon or no no <laughs> okay no because you don't have <laughs> a mask Zero. Zero. <laughs> very nice yeah um i saw some clips of this and Zero. it just got a little too ridiculous at the end. I think uh, whatever no, one, dude, one of the was... bucks almost landed on his head, but his foot oh, yeah. hit the rope thing, and then whoever pushed the ladder over, and then the guy pretty much fell back on the ladder as it tipped over at the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it was uh, afterwards. One of the guys interviewed again. One of the bucks. I couldn't tell them apart. I have no idea who they are. But one of the guys says the spot I did falling through uh, at the rope where his foot hit, and then went through the table on the outside. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, that was uh, that was Nick Nick well, Jackson. Needless to say, he did say he's never doing that again. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did see a quote from one of the young bucks that says, "I will never do an Escalera de Muerto match again." <laughs> I mean, this was insane. Yeah, it did. Uh, uh, Nick Jackson, the blonde-haired one, his foot did catch the rope, and I think he was supposed to go through two tables and ended yes. up only going through one. Um, there was a Canadian destroyer off of the top of a ladder through a table. (laughs) Didn't they do someone when someone was laying on the ladder also? Yeah. And the ladder didn't break. So like, I mean, there was, there was just a, and and it's always interesting after watching wrestling for so long, you can kind of tell when they set stuff up for later. Oh yeah. Cause yeah. they had like, you know, this ladder and then somebody crawled under it. He didn't just move it. He had to crawl <laughs> under it, you know, but I mean, there was a sling blade from one side of the ladder to the other. Like he jumped around. I, I swear I didn't keep a table count, but I pretty sure they went into the double digits of how many <laughs> tables they destroyed. Uh, awesome match. I mean, like I said, I had to catch my breath. I was, I think for the entire match, I was on the edge of my seat, mouth open going, ah, whoa, ah, what the, oh my, are they okay? Ah, you know, I I think my wife might've thought I was convulsing or something at some point. (laughs) Yeah. This comes, you know, right after the uh, SummerSlam appearance by Edge and Edge obviously had done a bunch of these and eventually just outright went to Fish and said, I'm never doing these again. Right. You know, and I do wonder, you know at some point again at some point it, it gets a little too far and if these are going to be like your centerpiece guys of the tag division right i mean well it's not like they're going to be doing this match all the time i don't think this no, was no, over no. the top i don't think it was too much i think it was an amazing match that just yeah deserves all the glory that it, i think that was probably match of the night for me yeah we talked in the build-up that you know what in the heck were they gonna do right yeah and there I you mean, go. <laughs> there they went. I mean, leave. Oh, and then Pentagon got unmasked. Yeah. That was insane. Um, and then they help him put it back on. <laughs> so, I mean. Do you, do you think that lies in the cheap heat or is that, you know, something like, hey, it's wrestling, whatever? I think it's in the wrestling. That's whatever. I mean, you know. But at, the tradition and, you know. Well, if you look at it from, if you, okay, if you're kayfabe in and you're into the match and you're following, you're, you're into the story pretending that it's real. You know, Matt Jackson was in a bad spot, and he needed to do something to get the upper hand. And in, you know, Young Bucks fashion, they're cocky. They don't care. They pull a mask off. I was going to say, are the Young Bucks heels, or is this another match where it's just the match? I think this match is just the match. I I think they'll they'll establish heel face uh, in in time, but I think right now everybody's just glamoring at, I mean, (laughs) wow. (laughs) There was a lot. Um, do you do you like the Lucha Bros winning? I am a huge fan of the Lucha Bros winning. We called this last week that I think that those guys are still with AAA, or as they you know say Triple A. Um, but I think that that belt needs to go back down to AAA, and if Pentagon and Phoenix are going to stick around with AEW, they need to make their you know they finish off their stuff down there, then get back up here and let's have some more tag matches because I have not done seeing those guys. True or false? Yes. The Young Bucks will enter the tag tournament and win the titles. False. Okay. I don't think, I, I think we're going to. Is it Cody and Dustin? Y- uh, no, you know, I think. LAX? Possibly. I think that the the quote unquote office that we're seeing in the ring, the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, I think they're going to stay, Brandy Rhodes, they're going to stay away from the title for a while, for at least you know, the first few runs, I, I first couple of pay-per-views. I think that they'll 
when it is time for them to get the title, if they do it right, it's going to feel natural. It's not going to feel like, a, oh, well, you're the boss, so you get the title. Because right now, that's what it would feel like. If any, if the Young Bucks get a title, if Kenny Omega gets a title, if Cody gets a title, it's going to feel like, oh, so this is how it is now. The <laughs> boss gets everything. Yep. Great. WWE Part 2. Here we go. Um, so I think those guys are actually going to stay out of the title picture for a while. Um Okay, a lot of people um, aren't enjoying the Dark Order, but could they win the tournament? They could. I could definitely see it happening, especially if like the Creepers get involved and there's some shady stuff going on and you want to put the title on a heel first thing and have like a big redemption story of overcoming the odds. That, that'd be a good story to tell. Um, really, I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of torn on who really... Um, I'm I'm gonna think. Oh, um, and it's not LAX; it's the Puerto Ricans. I thought it was like the Barac Barracuas. That might be it. I can't pronounce. It could it be if uh, that that was gonna be my pick. That might be owned by WWE because the Los Barracuas was uh, oh, Savio Vega's team. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And Hopefully they don't care about that. LAX <laughs> is owned by Impact, so they had to come up with a, I, EC3 what, took his name. Yeah, I think he owns it though. Really. I think so. Or maybe he bought it from... Does Dixie? Her aunt? Or his aunt? Might. I mean, I think he could have bought it from Impact, you know, or gotten the rights to use it. Or the I Broken mean, Universe that, yeah. he, you know... Well, that had to... That had to, That was a big oh, ordeal. But, I mean, yeah. um, Chris Jericho is allowed to wander around with his name. You know? Yeah, That's I think... A, um, well, I'm going to call him LAX, but I would say them yeah. and then Lucha Bros, like... That's oh. maybe the next. Yeah, you could build tag team. You just got my that. heart pumping, man. That would be killer. I would hope the Young Bucks and Lucha Bros do kind of take a break. They've yeah. kind of had how many million matches now? Yeah, it's time. I think this. I think this was the the be all end all. I think usually ladder matches, cage matches, Hell in a Cell, whatever it is, barbed wire, crazy matches like that. That kind of signifies. Okay. We've done enough. <laughs> We're done. We're done for now. We're done. Speaking of Let's being... Let's just go our separate ways for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> That's it for now. We've Speaking... been riding in this car way too long. Uh, yeah. I think there's like their sixth match or something. Oh, but it was amazing. Yes. And they never failed to, d- to uh, impress, though. I mean, as many matches as they've had, it, you always know you're going to get something good. Yeah. Who is it in WWE that just had a million matches in a row? That it just seemed like, like, let's move on already, even though uh, it was amazing. It was Orton and Sheamus. Orton Sheamus. They went on forever. Orton and Cesaro went on forever. Becky Charlotte. Becky Charlotte. Bailey Charlotte. Sasha and Charlotte. Corbin Sasha and Rollins and felt like forever. Corbin and Rollins <laughs> never ends. <laughs> Brock just seems to take up space and annoy me every time. All right, all right. We're not talking about <laughs> no Brock discussion no today. No Croc Dumner? No, not today. Um, our main event, Adam Page versus Jericho yeah. for the inaugural AEW AW World title. What did you think of this match? I thought it was a good match. Uh, it was good storytelling. Um, it seemed like there was a big old, like, Chris Jericho gets the upper hand, and then Adam Page gets the upper hand, and then Chris Jericho gets the upper hand. And there was really not a whole lot of, like, you know, back and, like, equal, um, like, you know, the double punch, you know, like nobody's could, you know, how some matches it seems like nobody can get the upper hand. Yeah, and nobody do a whole dominated. bunch of chain moves. In this one, it seemed like somebody always had the upper hand, and someone was always getting beat down. Uh, I thought it was a decent match. I wasn't as fired up about it. Maybe I got burned out from the ladder match. Um, 
it, but it it was still it was still technically an awesome match, and it was good to see Jericho be Jericho. Um, and it, I'm still kind of new on the Adam Page train, so it was kind of cool to see like what he can you know go through and and withstand and with all his uh, repertoire of moves and stuff. Yeah, there were a bunch of little points during this match. I think uh, Paige came down on a horse. Yes. And then later on, on uh, whatever their YouTube show is, he said it was, uh, what was it, Hunter Horse Helmsley or what is oh, it? Oh, really? Yeah, and again, it was just a little shot. It was like, that's not needed because someone asked the name of the horse, and I think I forgot what it was. It was Hurst, Horse something, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. just another one of their little shots. See, I didn't get that, but I didn't watch any of the, really the after show stuff. Um, Jericho um, bled. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, Jericho bled. Took the, now, do we... He was down by the ring for a while, so I almost think it was self-inflicted. It was. Okay, because yeah. that, that forearm looked pretty stiff. Or oh, yeah, well, it, it better. I mean, yeah. I think it was Aubrey. She did uh, go over and check on him, you know. Yeah, but, and hand, um, him a, hand him a sharp object. <laughs> just to see if he's Here, okay. Just, just use this. Here's a little medicine. So, um, oh, and let's let's give credit to Aubrey. First woman to main event referee a title match. Awesome. Yes, for her. I believe that was mentioned when the bell rang. Yes, yes, it was. And um, but she deserves spotlights. <laughs> she deserves everything. She's awesome. Yeah, I saw she had quite the uh, dramatics during some of the near oh, falls. Oh yeah, and then yes, yeah, that that too. Yeah, she was very expressive during the near falls, and then when Jericho tried to like you know get in her face, she wasn't having any of it. Yeah, I think it was Charles Robinson. I want to say in WCW, he would always freak out at like big moves and stuff. I'm not sure if it was Yes, him, I remember that. Like there was a couple I think uh it was the uh, WrestleMania 24, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels. Oh, the that, super that kick. That final super kick. Yeah, Charles Robinson <laughs> looks like he took it. <laughs> Didn't he also run down to the ring during uh the main event Undertaker and Edge or was that a different ref? I think it was Anyways, uh, not not that you mentioned, I can picture a little Charles Robinson. <laughs> um, the other part I was mentioning about the blood, <laughs> little though, Nage. Yeah, little Nage. The uh, the blood. You know, should he have been the one to bleed? It almost felt sympathetic. He he's the heel, though. Shouldn't Paige have been the sympathetic face, fighting through adversity in the blood, and then just losing? Um, you know, why was Jericho the one bleeding, and then he comes out on top clean? Yeah, well, I mean then, that forearm was deadly. Maybe they're trying to say, hey, he's got a pretty killer forearm. Um, this, the garnering of sympathy, you know, Chris Jericho has been terrorizing us for months with this, you need to thank me. So I think getting to see a little blood on him was like, yeah, you kind of deserve that. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might've been more of a gratification for the audience than anything else. What do you think of his finisher? The Judas effect? The back oh, elbow yeah, type. Judas effect Andrade, back elbow. I see, does it. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I don't think it's has as strong of a showing as, say, the Code Breaker or the Walls or Lion Tamer, whatever you want to call it. Even I think the uh, the Lion Salt is more acrobat, like is more visually pleasing. I love than just salt. a straight up, uh, you know, elbow. Like, I get you want to have a finisher that you can pop out of nowhere. It's always good for a wrestler to have something that they can just hit you real quick with and and keep it. Um, it definitely sees they're definitely protecting it and want to make it seem like a big thing. Yes. But, um, yeah, it just doesn't look as dynamic to me as some of his other finishers. No, especially coming from Jericho. Right. And, you know, everyone gives him credit for always, you know, reinventing himself and coming up with new things. But, again, this just feels like, you know, does does he need to change what's not broken? And there was even um, a time. Yeah, I wonder if he's watching too much uh, MMA. 
Because, <laughs> I mean, a back elbow like that can turn your lights out in, in oh, yeah. legit fighting. There was even a time period where he used the breakdown as his finisher. I don't know if you remember that. No. But he would get behind him. I can't remember the note. Uh, Jeff Jarrett did the stroke. He called it the stroke, mm-hmm. where he'd get behind him yeah. and then face first into the ground. But anyways, he okay. called it the breakdown. Oh, kind of like a skull-crushing finale? Just Yeah, you know, yeah. Okay. And he he used that for a while. It didn't work. And then he even used like some Enziguri-type move. Yeah. Yeah, I think in 2004 he got a pay-per-view when I want to say over Batista even using it. But you Well, know, did he, you remember uh when the Shield debuted Dean Ambrose his the original Dirty Deeds? Was it like the backwards type thing? Yeah, it was like a a I don't even know what to call it, <laughs> but basically I think it it was supposed to almost be like a skull-crushing finale but just like a little differently positioned and whatnot. It looked like crap. And so yeah. then they changed it to that DDT that he does now. Yeah, I am. Which uh, is a much better idea. Oh, absolutely it is. I am uh, not a fan of his finisher. Like you said, the lion salt I think is awesome. And then even the code breaker. Yeah. That was a good uh, reinvention of Jericho. If absolutely you it was. Because the- he needed a, a something that would knock the guy out because he's done submissions for his entire career up to that point. So he needed something that he could land like that, the code yeah. breaker. And the walls of Jericho, you know, nobody was tapping that for years. You know, <laughs> yeah. Everyone would reverse it. Although the lion tamer, though, that like when he gets him up like that, that yes. uh, I believe that got him a win recently. Did it? I think. I have no earthly idea. But the... Um, yeah, the slow motion back elbow doesn't do it for me. But yeah, me neither. What did you think of Jericho winning? I think that was well deserved. Um, with you know, the whole storyline of you need to thank Chris. I mean, it it almost like he had to win so that we can all be excited when he finally gets the crap kicked out of him and he loses it. <laughs> you know. Yes. Also, it does lend some legacy to the belt, which may or may not have been completely erased in the following hours. But anyways. Well, we know what steakhouse he <laughs> likes. We know where he likes to go to eat. And um, we also found out that the belt is valued at $30,000. So. Or a $200 reward. <laughs> so the um, the uh, all along, um, if you remember months ago, it had been. All along the watchtower? <laughs> no, it had been about Adam Page, Adam Page, Adam Page. Right, right. His buddies were already made men. This yep. was now for Adam Page. And there was a promo, I want to say Friday or Saturday. They they held some press conference thing in uh, Chicago. I know you said you didn't see much of this. but right. And Adam Page gave this big, bloodthirsty, big promo, the yeah, go-home thing. I did, they did use it in the packages. In the, and this the huge, big speech, and it was like flat as all could be. Yeah. And that's when I thought, yeah, I don't know if this is going to happen. <laughs> right, right. It just wasn't there. You know, it, it feels like almost when uh, Luger and Brett won the Rumbles at the same yeah, time. Yeah, right. They kind of were just going to go to Mania with both of them and see who was more over at the crowd at that point. Yeah. And it was just like, sorry, Luger, it just ain't happening. It and, just ain't happening. And Brett, yeah. you know, it went for Brett more. And this felt like at the end it was just like, sorry, Paige, you know, maybe right. down the road. But Jericho's got it all, obviously, the legacy, TNT, the veteran status. Yeah. And now, you know, we got Pac back. <laughs> and uh, I know that I caught a little blip of this on Twitter um, that they did a little after-match press conference because, you know, we're trying to keep the, the sport of it alive. Oh, right. So while Jericho was celebrating with a little bit of the bubbly, uh, Adam Page is out in front of the press, and he's having a hard time speaking. And as he's about to answer a question, here comes Pack, and he looks at me and goes, you and I have unfinished business. Whoa. So I think that's going to be a killer story. And I think, you know, Paige is going to get it, and he may even be the next guy to get it. 
I could see it happening, but I think they're going to make him build up a little bit and get endeared in the fans' hearts. Yeah, I already saw the uh, bubble is making its way <laughs> oh into the— Oh, my God. Uh, the gifts, the memes, it is wonderful. I saw one that was like, uh, remember that Lou Vega song, a little bit of Monica in my yeah. life? So there's a whole gif out there that Chris Jericho actually said was his favorite so far. A little bit of the bubbly in my uh, life and a little bit of the bubbly. Mambo number five. <laughs> yes, right? Yeah, yes. when that song comes out at work, everyone says it's my song. Don't ask why. But I will say the uh, part with the bubbly, it's I the think. Hat. Yeah, it must be. I think it's the uh, Oakland Athletics uh, their, yeah. their MLB team, but okay. they are, were already doing the bubble and they <laughs> shout out to Jericho. They even nice. you know mentioned this for him. I can't wait for Botchamania and how <laughs> many people are going to be putting that in in the endings and stuff. And remember when Jericho would hi, give Matthew. the promos? Yeah, gotta say <laughs> hi to Matthew. Shout out. Remember when he would say man? Yeah, Jer- I can already hear him talking to Pac Man. Man, yeah, I yeah, can see it. Pac Man. So anyway, that was my joke. That's so. the way it is, man. Drink it in, <laughs> man. It's the gift of Jericho. So overall, what oh, were you thinking? I thought it was another amazing pay per view. Uh, definitely worth my fifty bucks. I was happy to have spent it. Um, it's still on the DVR. I'm probably gonna rewatch it just like I did with Double or Nothing. Um, I thought it was a really well good showing uh, moving into TNT. But again, and like we mentioned earlier, um, there was really no major storyline on the pay-per-view itself that was carrying us into October. I mean, okay, we have the women's championship coming up, and we got Chris Jericho as our world champion, and we got this tag team tournament thing happening where Dark Order has a bye. But other than that, we don't really have, I mean, that's all stuff that, you know, you can check into, you can look at stats, you can, you know, read up on it and not feel like there's anything lost. We don't really have a compelling story taking us to our TV debut in on TNT. So I would have really liked to have seen more story developing going on. But then at the same time, the matches were wonderful and it felt like a super show and it, it played off like a super show. So now I think that October is getting closer and closer. It's really time to start focusing on what stories are we going to use to keep people coming back each week? Yeah, as uh, we are taping right now, it's Thursday afternoon, September 5th. Uh, Cody has posted on Twitter that he has a big announcement. I keep kind of stalling to wait at what it is. So far, he just has like ticket information for an upcoming show, and I uh-huh. would assume that's not it. But yeah, I agree. You know, it's a month away, and they they need to have something. They whether they want to admit it or not. Again, Cody versus Sammy ain't gonna happen. That's right. not gonna that's not gonna get anyone. Um, I'm surprised almost Kenny Omega versus John Moxley wasn't announced as the main event. But right. I guess you know Moxley may not be ready, and he shouldn't rush it. If you know, if it's yeah. super serious, then don't. I did a little research on MRSA, and um, just to kind of go off topic of that. MRSA is M R S A stands for uh, Medication Resistant Staphylococcus. I forgot what the A stood for. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I mean, not only is it an infection, but it's not taking well to medications. So I mean, it's it's that that stuff is serious, man. Yeah, they they probably do need to have something, and if it's a Lex Luger type walkout moment on Nitro, right? You know, whatever it is. But oh, Moxie could wear an armband, a uh, uh, elbow pad, <laughs> get a steel plate in his in his elbow, and <laughs> and come out with a vest for the shield and rip it off and say this is wow. All right. Well, probably not. But uh, yeah, it's a month away. Yeah. And then their next pay-per-view is in November, which I think is, um, you know, 
I think that's fine. They can hold pay-per-views every few months. Yeah. Um, I do have a small negative. <laughs> of course you do. But it's that they've already announced that weekend in Baltimore will be another StarCast. Right. And I'm just wondering if the well's about to run a little dry on these super weekends. You know, I get doing it once a year or twice a year, but yeah. is every pay-per-view going to be like a weekend of festivities? <laughs> At some point, you know... Well, StarCast isn't affiliated with AEW. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> so it's not like really AEW is is planning. I think that basically AEW sets up a pay-per-view and StarCast is like, yeah, we're free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, Baltimore, sure. Yeah, let's go. Coincidence. We'll yeah, be there all weekend. How about that? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so um, that would be my only thing, but I do like the pay-per-views every few months. No need yeah. to do them monthly right away. That actually made it... Um, that was kind of the closing decision of why I decided to buy the pay-per-view is because, well, I didn't buy one since the last one, which was, what, May? May, and then they did the June stuff, I think. I didn't follow June. That wasn't really a pay-per-view. That was a live stream. Fighter stuff. Fest, and there yeah. was Fight for Fallen or something else. I don't yeah, know. all that stuff was uh, on their, their streaming stuff. That was actually free for the... But, um, you know, so it had been a couple of months, and I was like, you know, it's it's only happens every couple of months so might as well drop it at least this time now i'm definitely going to be watching the tv show and if the stories and whatnot aren't compelling enough i'm not going to spend the 50 dollars for a pay-per-view so it's really on them to make me want to spend my money yeah i would i work hard for it work honey. hard for the money i work hard for it honey speaking of working hard for the money here are some plugs for you you are listening to the 411 foresight wrestling podcast on the one and only 411 podcasting network you know where to find us spotify stitcher google play apple itunes all that good stuff of course there's youtube and the 411mania.com website steve yeah. what do you got well, right now we have The Resonant Complex, and our debut album, North Avenue, is available everywhere music is sold. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it, videos for it on YouTube at The Resonant Complex. If you just search that in the search bar, should come up with us, at least to the best of my knowledge. You can find us on Google Play. You can find us anywhere digital music is sold. And if you're looking for a physical copy, go to cdbaby.com slash The Resonant Complex. Very nice. We are going to move on and talk about the lovely King of the Ring King tournament. of the Ring. My bracket is destroyed. <laughs> like, just... It feels like March with our brackets busted. It really does. And I didn't even write anything down. I just had some, like, picks. And yeah. my two picks for the finals... <laughs> gone, man. All right. Well, on Raw, we had... Baron Corbin defeating Cedric Alexander. Yeah, we kind of called that one. Uh, we needed a heel to go up against, uh, to basically make it further yeah. so that we can watch Baron Corbin get the crap kicked out of him later on. Yeah, I'm surprised he keeps saying King Corbin, but on Twitter I posted the, what did I say? He needs a Cor Corbination. Corbination, yeah. Yeah, pretty lame. But It's anyway, not going to happen. Not going to happen? just like Fetch. It's not going to catch on. <laughs> I've been making Mean Girls references for like the last couple of days, so I apologize for no, that. No, there is nothing wrong with that. There's everything wrong with that. Nothing wrong with everything. that. So then we had the uh, Samoa Joe Ricochet. Um, yeah. Um, ending. Dude, my buddy John, he just can't seem to get his officiating straight. <laughs> I, know, uh, side note, I met John Cohn uh, when he came in with the big show for an autograph signing here in Milwaukee. And uh, so he actually held my phone and took a picture for me. So <laughs> I always call him my buddy John whenever I see him on TV. You know, he is your buddy because if you noticed, guess who any he ended up screwing again? 
Corbin, just like at the last uh, That's few pay per views. That's true. That seems to be his little Achilles heel. Every time Corbin's doing something, it's like, oh no, there he is. And yeah. then sure enough, he's like, you don't get a buy. It's a triple it's threat. It's a triple threat, <laughs> which kudos to them. That's brilliant writing right there. I think uh, instead of like having a rematch or just giving it to one or the other or just giving Corbin a buy, I think that putting the triple threat situation on there is pretty cool. Yeah, it's I think, compelling. Yeah, I think when uh, King Booker won in 2006, um, I'm pretty sure like Angle got taken out by Mark Henry or something. I vaguely remember yeah. this. And Booker actually got a buy. He won a match, and then I think after that he literally walked to the finals. Yeah. Like, I think he got a buy because they couldn't compete or something weird like or that. Or like when uh, CM Punk had the world title and they were going to that championship scramble and he got taken out by Orton, so he just wasn't in the match. And then Jericho just walked and then into Jericho the just walked right in. After Here, getting destroyed it. by Shawn Michaels earlier. Yeah. You know. So then um, we're left with Corbin, Ricochet, and Samoa Joe. Right on. In Madison and Square Garden. And that's going to take us to the finals, right? Yes. Um, the winner goes to the finals. Yeah. I, are we assuming Joe will lose? Um, Is this down to Ricochet and Corbin? Well, it's definitely not Corbin. Really? Yeah. Going to the finals? Yeah, Corbin's not going to the finals. Well, okay. So then you think Ricochet? I think Ricochet's going to do it. I really do. He's my new pick. <laughs> Twitter handle, yeah. My that, uh, that, that's pretty much what solidifies it for me. <laughs> my uh, my hang up though is if it was going to be Ricochet, he would have just beat Samojo and yeah, then but, beat Corbin. But what gives you incentive to tune in? Well, here's my theory. Uh, my theory is Corbin wins. So here's the theory. The reason they did the draw is because they wanted to protect Ricochet, and now Joe can take the loss. So that's my theory. Ricochet, if he was going to win, wasn't he just going to beat Joe anyways and then beat Corbin? Yeah, but who wants to see Cor another Baron Corbin match? Well, if it meant Ricochet beating him, you know. So that's my theory is this is leading to Ricochet hitting his top rope move, everyone going nuts, Corbin weaseling and pinning him. And then everyone stands there and Ricochet's like, you son of a... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and crowd going, so no! Then so then if we take to the blue brand... Well, here we go. Here's here the blue go. brand. Yeah. Two shockers, I thought. Elias mm. over Ali was first. Right, right. That's uh, did not see that one coming. Um, no, really not thought at all. Ali was gonna jump around on that one. I thought Ali was uh, doing well and was gonna be building up a little bit more than this, but Elias, who actually has not had a lot of quote unquote great matches, I thought no, this one was not. very good. So on the other side, then we had Chad Gable. Upset right? over Andrade. Big upset. Like, I honestly did not expect him going any farther in the first round, really. No, well, he was going to beat Shelton Benjamin, but yeah. I think um, the funny part was um, Zelina, pretty much before the match, just was like, so Andrade is going to win. Yeah. So good effort, Gable. We appreciate you, <laughs> but here's the next king. And of course, then he loses. And yeah. credit to um, the crowd, Gable, Andrade, whoever you want to give credit to, but. The crowd went nuts for the reverse roll-up, and then Gable yeah. wins, and it's just like, oh, my gosh. I read the whole match was spectacular. I did not get a chance to watch it, but it is sitting on my DVR. I may have to just uh, cue that one up. Yeah, I would say almost all these matches, I would say, are worth watching, and I don't know if it's just surprising to me just how much the crowd was cheering for Gable. Yeah. And it was a great moment, obviously an upset. Everyone pretty much assumed Andrade was winning, but I also assumed Ali was beating Elias, and look what happens when you assume. So now Gable... 
is facing Elias. Yeah. I could see why the crowd's getting behind Gable. I mean, it's coming out that it's pretty common knowledge. Like, I, I remember doing a little bit of research when I first saw him in NXT. Dude is an Olympian. He yes, is basically yes. he is basically the next Kurt Angle if they decided to book it right. I mean, as far as talent and like what he can do in the ring, he's at the Kurt Angle level. Like he can do all that stuff that rookie Kurt Angle did, you know, that first year if they if they booked it up right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and it would explain the story whether we like the short jokes or not. It's a right. story. It's something, and it explains the new uh, hairdo by him. And it yeah. also explains why the heck he was in the tournament to start with. It's a good point. And, you know, so, like, I think the crowd definitely is starting to get more and more familiar with the fact that this guy has a lot of talent and he's not being used. So, you know, if WWE says that they listen to the fans, maybe the, the, the idea is to, you know, start cheering him, getting him some TV time. So here is my new pick now that we are down to our final five. Yes, final five. Imagine that in a tournament. Yeah, right? Yeah. Final five. Can you imagine if that happened in basketball? <laughs> well, it can't. Well, I hope We're going to have three uh, teams. Yeah, triple threat. There's three triple hoops Triple threat here. basketball team. Yeah, there you go. Good luck, referee. So uh, here is my Get theory. Get John Cohn to do it. <laughs> Corbin would love that. My theory is... We are either getting Ricochet versus Elias, heel versus face, which is all the matches have been, mm-hmm. or... Gable and Corbin? Yep. Really? And you almost got to think it's going to be Gable and Corbin now. It kind of, you know, now that you... Darn you and your logic. The short jokes, Corbin. It, right? He's going to, you know, kick him around and be pointing like, this is the competition. All right, I'll jump on your bandwagon. It's not a bandwagon. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just, jumping. I'm already on. We're going for the ride now. I'm just saying, it's not going to be Corbin Elias, right? No, it can't right. be. It's not going to be Joe Elias, right? No. It depends if they want to turn Joe face. They could do it if they wanted to turn Joe. Okay, but I'll say no to Joe Elias. Okay. I don't, you know, that just doesn't seem like it. But And then it's not going to be Ricochet versus Gable. I mean, that'd be amazing. It would be awesome. That would be very good, but Killer. I don't think it will. So that leaves, you know. Gable and Corbin. You know, you you make a lot of sense. And I, you know Corbin's going to spend a week saying, I can beat this little twerp. Yeah. He's nothing. He's nothing. And then Gable just mollywops him. <laughs> it That's just a comes out swinging. That's a word that needs to be used more often, mollywop. It does, especially to Corbin. Yes. <laughs> All right, so we do this every week, but now who is your pick to win? <laughs> <sighs> I'm still going to pull for Ricochet, but I do see the sense and logic and almost leaning into your little story here. But if it does come down to Gable and Corbin, I'm pulling for Gable, of course, because Corbin sucks. Yeah, if it was Ricochet Corbin one-on-one, I would agree, but this whole setup just feels like they didn't want Cor- or Corbin to pin Ricochet. Right. So that Joe's, makes sense. Joe's I mean, thrown in there. Ricochet can say he never lost, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's good writing right there. So that's what it seems like to me. I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, Madison Square Garden, Raw will have Stone Cold, SmackDown with Undertaker. No idea what he's doing, but... Is it still the world's most famous arena? I think, even uh-huh. though there hasn't been a Raw there in like <laughs> 10 years or whatever it's been. But uh, Stone Cold will be uh, moderating the uh, Braun yeah. Rollins contract signing. <laughs> um, so little, little funny note. So uh, when I watch Raw, occasionally I'll follow along with uh, this Twitter page called uh, WWE Creative Humor. Oh, no. And so they called out this because they opened up with the contract signing on Raw. And all of a sudden Steve Austin tweets about it. And he's like, yeah, Michael Cole doesn't do so good of a moderator. Like every time one of these contracts signs happen, it goes off yeah. the rails. So the creative humor site was like, uh, "Hey, Steve, 
stick to uh, doing podcasts. The live tweeting is our gig. Whoa. And so then, wouldn't you know it, it was all storyline buildup to bring him into a, a logical way that Steve Austin is going to be at Raw on on Monday. Uh, makes sense. I mean, it, you can't just have him show up and be like, because remember we were talking about that last week. What's he going to do? Yeah, just, what's he going to do? Know. So now we know. So Now we know. And uh, not to do a, a little breaking news, but uh, oh, don't. Oh, <laughs> is it? Is, it's nothing big. Oh. Um, not sure how they have this number right away, and it's probably BS, but uh, we'll just go with it because we're going to fill a little bit of time here. But uh, the Wrestling Observer, so we can uh, source them right there. Yeah. So whether you buy into their coverage of AEW or not, how they have this it's, number. That's Meltzer's, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, the buy rate for All Out was Ooh. down from Double or Nothing. Really? Double or Nothing had 35,000 buys. Talking this, about pay-per-view buys? Yeah, this okay. had uh, 28,000 buys, down mm. from the 35. Well, you know how they get those numbers is that we're in the digital age now, and all pay-per-views are ordered through a digital box. So basically they've had these numbers for a couple of days, I'm sure. Yeah, um, it does note, you know, that there are like, you know, extras added in and, right. you know, like box office movies will trickle in here and there right. where numbers are tallied or even like elections votes will come in whenever, you know. Right, right. So whatever, does that uh, tell you anything? Do you care? Does it really matter? No. Um, I, don't I mean, it, it could be just like your wavering fans that, have, hey, I've seen this, so I don't need to, you know, the, the ones that aren't really major, you know, wrestling heads could just not be as into it. I know there's a there's a streamer on Twitch his name is Boone. He was at All In. Uh of course we bought Double or Nothing and he was at All Out. So he's invested Chicago. in Chicago. Well, yeah, he's from Chicago. But uh he's invested in independent wrestling and now specifically AEW, which we I guess we really can't call him independent, can we? <laughs> Not I mean, they—they well, they've got a major network. They've got pay-per-views yeah. happening, so I definitely think they've moved out of the independent realm. No, they're not independent at all. Live, you know, weekly two-hour show yeah. and all that. Yeah, we're definitely mainstream. The only um, thing would be is, you know, it went down. So now, what's Full Gear going to do in November? Well, that depends on how they build it up. It's really up to the storytelling. It is up to the storytelling. Real quick, though, I did do a Twitter poll on the King of the Ring. Yeah. And I just asked, um, who will win, a heel or a face? Yep. Do you have a guess on the poll, or do you already know? <laughs> well, you know, it seems like the heel kind of uh, gravitates towards the king of the ring spot. Yeah, but, to, um, to me it does feel like the money in the bank, Yeah. where the gimmick works best as a... As a heel. I mean, it, it can work as a face, but the heel seems like just a little bit better because then they can be all arrogant about it. So I guess that yeah. means we're getting King Corbin, doesn't it? <laughs> you son of a... Well, the poll said 69% a heel, 31% yeah. a face, which, um, you know, I would I would agree with that. I would lean more towards a heel. How many votes? Uh, not a lot. So <laughs> not a lot on this Where's one. that guy from Morocco? Come on, man. Start voting. <laughs> the, uh, the previous poll I did had uh, 400-something. This one yeah, was not near there. But anyways... <laughs> um, I would lean towards the heel, but like you said, that means King Corbin. Yeah. And I don't think we want King Corbin, do we? We don't, but if it's a chance to see him get beat down every week, that might be kind of cool, too. <laughs> hey, I'm the king. Yeah, and I just stomped you into the mat, so <laughs> screw the king of the ring. <laughs> yeah, screw that. Speaking of screw that, we're going <laughs> to go to the... Um, <laughs> so, some, what? I'm just seeing where this is going. I was going to say screw that. I'm going to try something here. It may be a weekly segment. All right. 
Definitely screw that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a weekly segment if I don't completely laugh myself through the story. All right, here we go. Or I forget about it every week. I, uh, side note to the casual <laughs> listener, I've actually been looking forward to this all podcast because he is he was just giddy about this when he came in. So let's get to it. Here we go. All right. So we all love Zack Ryder, right? Well, okay. And, and his bald spot. And his bald spot. We're all there. So you know about you that. Maybe. I'm, I'm going strong. <laughs> All right, so oh, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. So yeah. uh, they have this show on right. WWE, their YouTube show. I don't know if it's on the network. I looked for it. I couldn't find it. But then again, I can't navigate anything, so it's probably on there somewhere. So it's called Figure It Out. Okay, I've talked about this before. It's just the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. They go to different, you know, stores, shops, right. whatever you want to call it, and, you know, they obviously look for action figures, hence the name right. Figure It Out. And uh, Zack Ryder, I think his hashtag is like Ryder Rules or Ryder Rule or whatever it is. Okay. And then uh, he calls Kurt Hawkins, he calls him Cheap Kurt. <laughs> but then Kurt Hawkins calls himself Cautious Kurt. Okay. You know, it's always the, are you cheap or are you frugal? Right. You know, I've been called cheap before, but I call it being smart with your money. Right. Versus. I'm stingy. So. Yeah. I'll, I'll come right out and say it. I'll take that as a compliment almost versus what Zach's about to do. So this week's episode, they're in Phoenix <laughs> and they go to some like comic book store, whatever it's called. I don't know what it is. Sorry. And right away, they're uh, in there looking around and stuff, the usual. And just a sidebar, Kurt Hawkins ends up spending about 150 bucks on a couple signed figures. Whoa. Beth Phoenix, he gets like a Dudley Boys ECW set. Like, they find some really cool figures wait, in there. Wait, and stuff. wait, 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 wait. Back, back, back up. What? He paid money for something that was signed by Beth Phoenix. Well, it was like a when rare figure. He is super cool with Beth Phoenix that he could have gotten the. Something or other, you know, and then had her sign it, and then look, you got the same thing. Well, could you have found the figure? Just saying, who's more frugal here? Yeah, well, yeah. anyways, um, <laughs> I think they even made a joke. I think Ryder or Hawkins or someone said something like, like I think Bubba signed his, and then someone's like, hey, just bring it to work, and Devon will sign his. <laughs> right, right. And I think there was a spike one, and then he found, like, this cool-looking uh, Big Bird rubber ducky for his daughter. And he always tries to find something for his family, you know, to come home with something. Zack Ryder does? Or? Unlike, no, Kurt for Kurt. his. Okay. Big uh, yeah. up, good dad. Right he on. has the daughter. And uh, unlike Zack, who, anyways, he's looking around a store, you know, a kid in a candy store. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he spots it. Uh-oh. It's like this super rare, it's called a two-up. Do you know what any of this stuff means? Not a clue. They kept saying the word two-up, so or phrase two-up. So it's this two-up big boss man, you know, okay. the light blue, old school oh, old look. old school boss man. It looked, you know, pretty slick, awesome thing. And, you know, then the owner starts talking about it. He's like, well, this is from this. And Zach starts, like, talking, too, because he, like, is finishing this guy's sentence because they yeah. both are nuts about this stuff. Okay. And they, like, know. And then he's like, yeah, there's only, like, less than 20 of them known to man. Like, these are not made. And Zach was like, I know. I own, like, two of the other ones. Like, this would go <laughs> great with the collection and stuff. So why do they call it a two-up? I don't know, because I think they were saying it was bigger than the original size, okay. so it was like two times bigger, okay. so it was but super rare and like didn't come out or whatever. They were saying there's less than 20, and they like don't even know where some of them are. Yeah. Like, this is just ridiculous. This guy's telling the story about it, and then he shows them like the blueprints and stuff, and then oh, wow. he's, yeah, just the whole drawing of it and everything, and you can just see, of course, Kurt Hawkins is kind of, you know, just sitting there like paying attention, but he knows where this is headed. Right, right. So then all of a sudden... um, I think it was Kurt, or someone says something like, you know, that's a great story and all, but this isn't for sale, is it? This is just a display item. And then the owner's like, 
oh, it's for sale. I mean, everything has a price. And then Ryder looks back at the camera, and then it pauses. He goes, hallelujah. <laughs> and then shows, like, the heavens opening, the clouds above his head. And he literally has, like, the biggest smile on his face. Yeah. And right away, it's just, uh-oh. And then you can just tell right away. And then they're talking more about it, and Zach's just like, all right. And then finally Hawkins is like, so what's the price? And the guy's like, well, 8500 Oh. And then right away Zach goes, it's more than what my car costs. <laughs> and then right away Zach's just freaking out and just like, I can't do that. As much as I love this and, you know, it's amazing. Unfortunately, this is going to be staying in Phoenix. And it's amazing. It's a great item and all that. And then all of a sudden he just stops and he goes, well, hold on a minute. What? <laughs> and then he's just staring at it. And then in the bottom left corner, a timer started. Oh, One, no. two. And then it slowly kept going. And then Zach keeps looking back at Kurt laughing. And Zach's like, well, just hold on a second. And then the timer goes. And then it like fast forwards a little. And then it's up to four minutes. Then it's like, I, I want to, I want it. <laughs> and then Kurt's just like laughing at him and just like, well, you know, 8,500. Yeah. And then the timer keeps going. He's literally just staring at the glass, just like with this smirk, this grin on his face. If you're a shop owner and you got to do just gazing longingly at your display case. Yeah, so Zach's just staring at it. And the timer goes up 13 minutes. And he's just staring at it. And the time is ticking. And this is just the funniest We're thing. We're creeping into tool song territory here. Right. And then he's just staring at it. And then finally he goes and like goes back to Hawkins and kind of waves him over a little bit. And then he whispers in a mirror, like, should I offer him 4000 And, uh... <laughs> he's like, I don't want to insult the owner. You know, yeah, now they're kind of like talking half. louder. Yeah, he's like, he doesn't want to insult them. The guy had told him he's a big boss man fan. He's a huge, you know, fan growing up of him. He always got right. his hair cut like gum. And, you know, boss man growing up, the owner had sentimental value to him. So he's like, okay. I don't want to insult them. Yeah. So Hawkins is just like, hey, man, do what you got to do. But here's what I would do. So he quick shows him his cell phone and he showed him 5500 And he said uh. that would be his offer. So Ryder comes back. And Wait, he, did he have like, like he looked it up on eBay or something? Or? No, no, he just typed in his calculator. Oh, okay, all right. So then uh, <laughs> Ryder walks back and then the timer goes again. <laughs> he's just staring at it. He's like, I can't do it. I'd be killed if I went home. Right? <laughs> so then it gets to 19 minutes. Think of how Chelsea Green would rip his head off. Well, we'll, we'll get to her. So then 19 minutes and finally he looks at him and he goes, 4,000. And then the guy's just like, you know, no offense. You know, he's like, I've heard plenty of ridiculous offers, but that's right. fair. He's like, yeah. you know, I understand it, blah, blah, blah. And then finally, he's just like 6,500. And then uh, Zach's like, I can't do it. I just can't do it. He's just like smiling as he's reaching for his back pocket where his wallet is. He's just like, I can't do it. So he's just staring again and again. And then finally, um, they're like, well, make me one more counter. And then uh, the guy's like, well, I have something to pay off. I forgot what he said. And he's like, and because of technology, I could actually see the phone back there. So 5,500. Then Zach's like, thanks a lot, Kurt. Like, <laughs> thanks a lot. So then Ryder's like, all right, so how about I go in 5,000 and you put in the final 500? Then Hawkins is like, what? Why would I do that? Like, what do I get? Ryder's like, well, nothing, but you're helping me pay for it. <laughs> Hawkins is like, no, I'm not doing that. Right. And finally, they're just at a stalemate and they're just staring at it. And then finally, Ryder busts out the credit card. <laughs> and then he buys it. 5500 5, 
Well, he talked him down three grand. I mean, that's that's impressive. He did talk him down fifty five hundred, and then he just grasps the figure and goes to the yeah. ground with him, just like snuggles it. And then uh, I think it was uh, Hawkins or someone was just like, "Dude, you just bought yourself fifty five hundred nights on the couch." Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "You don't, you didn't even buy a ring yet for Chelsea." Oh, and then he was just saying like, "Yeah, I don't know how this is gonna work." He's like, "I'm already in the doghouse with this," so. He ends up handing it over, and then to his credit, he puts back everything else he was going to buy. <laughs> Not that it mattered, 5500 right, right. But uh, he walks out. They both walk out with their bags and stuff, and, you know, Ryder's just laughing. And then they do, like, the season total, and I think Hawkins is up to, like, 600 bucks, and Ryder's over, like, 6000 or 10000 or whatever it is already. I don't even remember. And then at the way end, they cut to Chelsea Green looking at the receipt. Uh-oh. And then she pretty much said the same thing. She's like, you're on the couch for the 5,500 days or something. And then she goes, woo, 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 you know it. Oh. So that was my story. And this wow. show is just ridiculous. It's called Figure It Out. I laugh every single time. But don't watch it. But don't watch it. So uh, <laughs> this will be my weekly uh, Zack Ryder adventures in so a we get, store. So we get a Zack Ryder story every week now. If they have awesome. an episode every week. But that's what this show is. It's just Ryder. Seriously, just go back to the timer part where he's staring for 20 minutes. Yeah. And just like, this dude's going to buy it. He's going to do it. Yeah. And then each time, each time. And then he does it. And as he's handing over the credit card, you can see Hawkins in the background, like, dancing around <laughs> him. It was the funniest wow. thing in the world. So That uh, that reminds me of a story I heard Billy Corgan tell some podcast. Um, you know, Billy Corgan back in the 90s, he looked like your average grunge Kurt Cobain guy, long hair, you know, wearing a flannel shirt and sweater and looking kind of grubby walks into a ferrari dealership this is just after melancholy and the infinite sadness had come out their big double album walks into a ferrari dealership and decides to buy a ferrari dealer says um so how are we gonna how are we gonna pay for this how are we gonna finance this and he goes cash so he bought a ferrari with what he had on him and now you're motioning me like the yellow light has gone on and it's time to wrap things up what do you got going on there buddy well, Cody's big news has dropped. Oh, boy. Only 96 minutes later. <laughs> hey, I texted someone before I went on the air, by the way, and yeah. said 90 minutes. Oh, there you go. So pretty darn close. So, uh, wow. It, what do we got? Two minutes ago. Uh, any guesses? No, break it. Come on. You've, we've held on long enough. Let's go. Well, we know the main event for full gear. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Cody Rhodes versus Jericho for the title. Whoa! Okay, so I guess that uh, completely destroys my plan. <laughs> yep. Wow. Well. So much for all that and the wins and the Derby draw and the. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess that that would make sense why he was winning against Sean Spears. He looks like a strong character now. Yeah. Wow. That's um. So what do you think? I don't know. I'm going to have to stew on this one. My initial reaction is that uh, I think he's probably going to – I could see him winning. Whoa. I, I could see it happening, man. I, You know, I'm just thinking about, like, what they would do with Jericho for a while, and, like, I don't know. But, again, you know, then that wouldn't make him look very strong if he loses on his first defense. So, yeah, I don't know. I have to think about this You one. know, going back to the tweet, he had said, big announcement, and then at the end he wrote, happy, ready. So I, I guess he's happy and he's ready. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I I guess here we go. The boss gets what he wants, right? 
Yeah, here we go with that already. Uh, Jericho and Cody main eventing. Uh, yeah. TNT feud. Uh, all right. Uh, well, let's see how they build it up. You know, if they do it right and they build it up right, any match can, you know, uh, Luchasaurus going for the title could be awesome <laughs> if they if they write it right, you know? Yeah, I guess. Uh, wow, that is pretty big. Um, I mean, I think we expected I it mean, at some point with Jericho taking shots at Cody always about like yeah. him giving speeches and it's because of me, not Cody. And right, right. So you knew it was coming at some point. And you know, like how they were doing this whole, when Sean Spears got signed, they had Cody's reaction. Yeah, he does this, he does that. So, you know, they could be playing that in there. Well, you know, we got Chris Jericho and we're doing the sports thing and yeah, we got a really good thing going on and be like. Jericho could be like, you know, get off of your executive high horse. I'm going to come and take you to town. Wow. I would almost lean towards Jericho. Like you said, I mean, is he going to win it? And, and Lu- yeah, I mean, if you want to build up some legacy, I guess almost Jericho has to win it. Maybe Sean Spears costs Cody the match. It could and... be. And that's why, we, you know, we keep going on that draw or, you know, Paige. Wow. We were just talking about, you know, the pay-per-view buys. Uh, they needed something for November. And there it is. And I guess they got something for November. Now let's see how they build it up. That's that's going to be key because if they don't build it up, who cares? You know? Yeah, that was, um, I thought um, one of the takeaways was like Cody was like severely like a face, like big yeah, time cheered right. and like everyone loved them. So, I mean, Jericho, obviously the heel of the heels these days. Oh, MJF could cost the title. There you go, MJF. That's a good one. I would think uh, if he is going to turn, that's kind of where it is. Pharaoh could bite, uh, you know, Chris Jericho's throat out. Jericho does not have a good history with little dogs. Back to his WrestleMania 18. No, no. he's a big boy. (laughs) That is true. But yeah, um, no, that's awesome. I mean, like I said, let's see how they build it up. This is, you know, we're talking about that they need stories. They need stories. Well, here's your opportunity for a story. So write it out right, do it right like you're supposed to, and make me want to buy it. Because yeah. if you don't, I'm not. Yeah, that is definitely a big-time main event for AEW in November. And aren't you glad now I wasted time with our Zack Ryder story? Well, I mean, <laughs> that is 15 minutes of my life I'll never get back. <laughs> By but... the way, the show was 17 minutes long, <laughs> the actual. Uh, is it? Yeah, they're usually shorter. They're like five, ten minute little. All right, but well, this one was long because Ryder seriously just said waited stared, for twenty minutes. <laughs> stared at the time kept fast forwarding, and he'd still just be sitting. Can you imagine there. if that was your shop? Like, what would you do? Like, dude, are you, are you having a? Hey, seizure? if a guy's biting on an eight thousand uh, dollar. Right, I get it, but I mean, I wouldn't say anything. Let the guy think. Yeah, but you got to be wondering, like, what's running through? Dude, is he having a seizure? <laughs> is he, you know, got some issue? Or did he just like? go catatonic in the middle just of my the shop. look on his face do i need to call the ambulance police <laughs> something when he said yeah it's for sale and then Ryder turned around at the camera and smiled hallelujah Ding. it was yeah. the funniest thing all right so we are going to end it there with uh, that breaking news so you are listening to the 411 foresight wrestling podcast we're going to get out of here and watch the green bay packers and chicago bears go packers do we have a prediction on that packers all the way i'm always going to predict the packers for me are like the Undertaker and the Rumble for you back in the day. We've always, you know, we'd always, when we worked together, we'd come up, I think we worked together for like two or three Rumbles. But wouldn't I always be wrong? Yeah, but you, well, we had several picks, you know, oh, well, of and course. always in your picks was the Undertaker, so. I think it's with any match, not even the Rumbles. You can't go wrong with Undertaker. Right. I will always pick the Packers, though. All right, well. Even though they break my heart. <laughs> Please, it's in Chicago. Please, Aaron Rodgers, do not get injured. Please. New, new offense. Yeah, new Packers, offense. New coach. Yep. 
obviously. I'm uh, interested to see how this new coach is going to do. In Chicago, Bears did win the division last year. They were yeah. good. People forget that. You know, all the jokes aside. The Bears still suck. <laughs> all right, we're going to end it with that. You're listening to the 411 Foresight Wrestling Podcast on the one and only 411 Podcasting Network, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, all that good stuff. You know where to find us. And, of course, 411mania.com, where you can find my columns or whenever they're posted, the columns on 411mania.com. Because the new Tool album came out before your column. Aha. Everything came out before my column. So, Steve, what do you got? We have the resonance. Complex debut album North Avenue. I know I said it over and over again, but come on, go and buy it. It's great. Uh, it's available anywhere digital music is sold. We're talking iTunes. You can stream it on Spotify. Um, you name it, you can find it. Uh, and check out the resonantcomplex.com for to keep up to date. Up to date indeed. And you are going to hear a little bit of the Resident Complex right now. Hit it. The last touch, the last kiss, the very last one